Welcome, race fans. This is Debris in Turn 3, and we are back with an all-new episode, the World 600 from Charlotte Motor Speedway, the longest, most valuable, precious race on the NASCAR schedule. We'll get into everything from the Memorial Day weekend, Monaco, Indy, talk about Pocono coming up from Brooklyn. My name is Matt. My name is Dan. And this is DIT3. Thanks for tuning in. We were off for a few weeks, but we're back after the big Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I turned 30 on Thursday. Huge news. The big 3-0. Uh, so I had a good time uh, on my actual birthday, which I found out recently that I share a birthday with Joey Logano. How sweet. Yeah, I'm a couple of years older than him, but uh, I'm, not pretty, I'm not so psyched He's on that. He's a lot richer. Yeah, unfortunately. And more famous. Yeah. Um, the weekend before that, I had a birthday party at the house. We did a crawfish boil. Sounds tasty. Um, little barbecue. But the Memorial Day weekend was good. You know, we're out on Long Island, seeing friends, drinking lots of beers, barbecues. It was good. Yeah, beers and barbecue are kind of the order for the Memorial Day weekend. I had a lot of beers, not so many barbecues. If you count throwing a, 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 a vegan dog on, a, on the grill, <laughs> on the pan, <laughs> on the stove. <laughs> But just just a more city-oriented uh, weekend, chilling out while everyone was out of the city and kind of quieter, sitting down at the cafe outside in the sun, going to the park, hanging out, and waited for Sunday, which is uh, the best racing day of the year, yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So I had a little uh, brunch in Monaco, some Bloody Marys in the Monaco Grand Prix in the morning. At some uh, a, a nice Gewürztraminer from the Alsace region in France, mm, nice with some nice cheeses <laughs> during the Indy 500, and then we started cracking open the cold beers by the <laughs> Coke 600. Yeah. But I was pretty <laughs> half in the bag by that point. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. And it was having a real hard time even making the end of the race. <laughs> I mean, you didn't really miss much. Yeah, in the NASCAR race. I should oh, say. I oh I I know exactly where you go. <laughs> Yeah, because one guy kind of just ruined the whole thing for yeah, everybody. Yeah, up the show. But we'll get to that when we get into talking about the World 600. But first, let's see who got themselves a checkered flag this Memorial Day weekend and go into the winner's circle. This week in the winner's circle, in the Cup Series, Kyle Busch swept all four stages to get his fourth win of the season and checked off the final box of places that he hasn't won. So he's now won at every active track on the Cup schedule. Impressive. And in the Xfinity Series, Brad Keselowski started from the pole and got the win in overtime. There was a caution that came out uh, again uh, on the last lap. He was coming out of turn four caution flag waved so that ended the race right there. There was also a red flag which was like 27 laps ago and he waited to drive the whole track and I was kind of like really? 
Uh, in the truck series, Johnny Sauter got the win. I unfortunately didn't watch this race. Couldn't find anything about it online, you know, because NASCAR's really stepping up there. I don't know what's up, up the there. truck series and YouTube, but this pain in the neck to try to track down their stuff. Yeah. Uh, in the K&N Pro East series, they had twin 100s from South Boston. Tyler Ankrum won the first race, leading 76 laps, and Anthony Alfredo took the second race from the pole, but only one, only led one lap. Uh, in the K&N Pro, Pro West Series, Ryan Partridge won. Uh, he led 128 of the 150 laps. And to start off the weekend at Charlotte, uh, Arca, uh, the Arca Series, Brandon Jones led the final eight laps after a wild late race restart to get the win. First time Arca's been to Charlotte in quite some time. Yeah, pretty good race. And then, of course, at the local track, Riverhead Raceway, the big memorial, the big Memorial Day weekend there. Uh, in the Tour Type Modifieds, Tom Rogers Jr. wins. Uh, Kyle Soper won the late model feature. In the Crate Modifieds, Jack Orlando won. Uh, Eddie Schutz won the Super Pro Truck Series uh, feature. And in the Blunderbuss, again, Jack Hanley Jr. wins. Tom Rogers Jr. again wins in the Figure again. Eight feature. And the mini stocks were racing this weekend. Uh, Steve Fuller got the win there, and the truck enduro was Joey Warren. Cool. Now, two other huge races this weekend, which were just absolutely phenomenal. Early in the morning, waking up for the Monaco Grand Prix, the sights and the sounds in the Principality. So Daniel Ricardo nursing home uh, injured Red Bull and took the lead uh, and the win from Sebastian Vettel in the Ferrari. So, excellent race. And then the 102nd running of the Indianapolis 500. 12 noon on Sunday was a beautiful day. Hot and slick racetrack proved to be treacherous for none other than Danica Patrick, who unfortunately ended her career with a crash like she did in the last three races of her of her career yep. but Danica double did not go that well did not go very well <laughs> but for the first time in his career former champion Will Power from Australia wins the Indianapolis 500 celebrating with the milk in the wreath in victory lane and it was uh, another yeah, he took race. the lead with uh, only a few laps left right some guys had to pit well at the was, end it was real refreshing to watch a full 500 mile race with no stages and seeing how it unfolds and they were the cars were a handful they had a new aero package for the uh for both manufacturers the chevys and the hondas and it was it was just they were it was a handful there were lots of great drivers elio gachinovas tony Kanan, all breaking loose and making contact ending their day so i mean it's easy to kind of snicker at danica patrick but she was you know, there was no shortage of drivers that were having problems. There was lots of different uh, strategy as far as fuel mileage and making their final pit stops. And it was uh, almost a storybook ending to the race. For the last uh, guys kind of stretching it pulled off at, right at the end. I would have just run the thing until it was out of gas <laughs> at that point with two laps to go. Yeah. I think he could be saying, Matt, it's not going to make it. You won't make it. I would just be like, well, we're going to see how far. It's gonna go. It's like there's. It's not like there isn't any way to pull off at Indy. There's plenty of, you know, well, safety rides off. Oh yeah, definitely. All right, but let's get into um, the, the fantasy league. Fantasy league. It's been yeah. a while since we caught up. Yeah. What's going on there? And you can find 
the Fantasy NASCAR League at NASCAR.com, Fantasy Live, three and turn three, the league name. And this week from uh, Charlotte, saw a Vegas bound getting the first win, a 227-point performance, uh, pretty impressive. Second, BE Racing, only six behind with 221. Third, our points leader, Chicken Pit Racing, another top five. In fourth, the Alabama Gang with a surprise top five finish. So very impressive to see a 200-point day from that squad. Rusty in fifth, and Dan, nice, a sixth-place finish. Yeah, actually, the last couple of weeks, I've been finishing pretty high in the standings. Yeah, yeah. I saw you kind of moving up there. I, on the other hand, uh, well, let's just, after 13 races, like I said, Chicken Pit, who finished third, is our leader in second, White Flag Lap. Third, Brady Bunch passed me this week by two points to the third place in the standings because I finished dead last with a horrible performance and nobody scored any points. I don't even know who I took. I think Jamie McMurray was one of them. Ryan Newman. I don't know what did I was Did you take thinking. Kevin Harvick too? I did point. not take Kevin Harvick. I, I chose him. I saw that he was out immediately, like put him in the garage and I forget who I put in, but yeah, that helped me. But it's very close. And we're still in a uh, wait and see type of thing with where this league is going to go. At the, I, I was kind of because that all kind of came back into play this weekend when I was making my roster because I started to think about how many spots do I have left and should I spread it out because I wanted to kind of use some guys up front. Uh, Charlotte traditionally, whoever starts up front stays up front and wins. Track position is king at this track. Kyle Bush proved that <laughs> this week, and uh, in fact, why don't we uh, why don't we get on to talking about the Coca Cola Six Hundred? All right. So as you said, this is the big marquee event of the season. Obviously, there's Daytona, you know, the first race of the season, the biggest race, but this is the longest race of the season, six hundred miles, uh, the most points. Uh, so it is very valuable. Um, like we said earlier in the show, Kyle Busch uh, just kind of... It's like that last stone on that gauntlet <laughs> of the, the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. So you have the crown jewels of NASCAR, but then you have the Coke 600. Yeah. There's no bigger race. Yeah. It's longest. It's worth the most points. You have every driver. It's the home track. Yep. So this is it. Yet NASCAR screwed it up because instead of having three long stages we do four equal stages of 100 laps which just makes it like the easiest race to then run like, it, right <laughs> it was like somebody were like hey hey gene did you notice that the 600 more laps what are we gonna do well we'll make another stage okay that'll fix it why don't we just make it why don't you just make okay three longer stages right or why not right. just a 100 lap stage perhaps a second 100 lap stage and then yeah. just maybe 200 laps of running yeah. and just have like a longer these stages it just it was just it was like on a rerun some yeah. guys tried to short pit cycled around Kyle Busch stays out uh Bay Pitt wins the stage comes back in and then just it just they kept that track position. It just they make lets them make the car better. He had that first stop 
uh, a first stall on pit lane. Mm-hmm. Nobody could beat the team off. They made they were flawless. Yeah. I mean, and let's not take that away from the whole team. It's yeah, the stages a lot played into keeping that car up front, but he could have sped down pit road. They could have had a loose wheel. Jack could have fallen off, or the the car could have fallen off to Jack. Mm-hmm. But they got everything right. Also, yeah, I mean, in the old days, you know, going six hundred miles was pretty tough, especially on the engines. Now, you know, these days the cars can run that long really with no problem. Um, so you know, we joke saying that this was an easy race because it was, uh, you know, stages of one hundred laps. But there were some guys out there that did have problems. We saw Kevin Harvick. Uh, missed uh, the inspection, so he had to start from the back, and it was looked like he was doing real well. He was, you know, moving up through the field, past everybody, and then he had that right front go down, hit the wall, and that ended his day. Uh, right, um, I think Ryan he actually Blaney lost a left up. side tire. Oh yes, which is yeah, yeah. pretty. I've noticed on a lot of the last few races, a lot of guys like really that left front. Just real digging into the racetrack. Charlotte is just fast, yeah. narrow. That VHT they got, I guess, there's like extra grip. The tires yeah. are running hot. They did do a good job with that though, because they put it in the the high groove, so they were able to run side by side. So there was some like pretty good racing. Absolutely, race. there was side by side racing throughout the field. There were comers and goers, and guys that were making a lot of moves. The stage is just kind of, like I said, it was like a rerun. Some fellas short pit, and then by the time they kind of cycled around and the leaders pit, then the stage ends. They come back in. It's like it's just the whole thing was just it was just like running like over. Except okay. for Kislowski missing his pit, oh, and then at, electing at the to stay one. out. <laughs> yeah, Paul should have listened to his crew chief there. He yeah. figured, I guess, with twelve laps, he could have. Yeah, I thought I actually thought that. It was kind of a good strategy, like watching it, thinking like, "All right, yeah, he's out front. Like maybe he'll be able to like stick around for a few laps. Like right. maybe he'll like fall back eventually." But no, as soon as they restarted, <laughs> he, he was like twenty fifth by the time they got yeah. to turn three. <laughs> it was terrible. Yeah. It was terrible. As, yeah, so, so that stage ended with a little excitement, and then stage two uh, started and. Jimmy Johnson's up front again, and the 48 car is looking super sharp, as lo- as well as a lot of other cars on the racetrack Saturday. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. And then he got tagged and started spinning in front of the field, because then immediately I'm just like, okay, what was I, kind of rooting for Jimmy Johnson? I'm crazy. <laughs> got a seven-time champion. No, yeah. somebody hit him. And then I saw Joey Logano driving at him, and I was like, yeah. good, Joey Logano, hit him! <laughs> and then somehow or another, the both of them just ended up I think up Joey with... Logano did hit whoever was on the inside of Joey as he was like coming down. I think he just like bumped his nose into the side. There was a little right? yeah, yeah, but nothing like... So at the start bad. of the race between Kozlowski and Joey Logano and Ryan Blaney, Team Penske was looking pretty pretty uh, stout to start the race, but then yeah. they had all sorts of problems. Uh, Joey Logano rebounded. He had a pretty good race. Um, can't think about where he finished off the top of my head, but uh, at the, on the lead lap. Mm. Oof. I'm looking now. 20 seconds. That's right. Towards the end of the race, he was having some problems uh, keeping pace. Yeah. Man, we said Ryan Blaney blew up, so oh, man. it ended his dramatic day. Dramatic fashion, too. Yeah. And uh, where did Keselowski end up? Well, oh, Keselowski was... ended up, re- he was the one I was thinking, like, ended up coming back to the top five. Yeah, he ended up fourth. So that was a pretty good day for him. I mean, pretty good day. I mean, 
with Kozlowski up there, I could say pretty good day for Penske, you know, getting the win in the Indy 500. A good then, day. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Not great, but a good day. I mean, I guess, I mean, if any day you're going to win the, I mean, if you were Roger Penske, honestly, by the time this race started and you've already won the Indy 500, would you be like that upset? Or like, <laughs> is he sitting over here pouring over the fact that like Joey Logano had contact early in stage two? Yeah. <laughs> I would be like, so we just won Indy. Okay. Yeah. We've been here for a month. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, a couple other just notable notables looking at the finishes. Jim McMurray finally had a top ten. <laughs> Got back up in the mix of things. Uh, yeah. Chase Elliott still didn't win. Uh, Cliff Boy and Eric Almarola are running like right next to each other. I feel like at every race. Yeah. Bubba in sixteenth. It was keeping that car in the lead lap and running strong for most of the race. Yeah. Matt Kenseth's right behind him in seventeenth. This six hundred always has a way of kind of showcasing guys and making dramatic things happening. Yeah. I mean, you're out there for 600 miles. That it's Kyle a... Petty won this once, you know, so. <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess anyone could do it. But, uh, I man, is there anything left to talk about when a Charlotte this weekend? Because Kyle Busch blanked them all. Yeah, I think we should just get to the news. Let's go to the news. Uh, it was kind of a slow news week. There really wasn't much going on. We had the All-Star Race and then the Coke 600. Um, no really major stories coming out of NASCAR this week. Um, the only thing, I guess, that's really worth talking about news-wise is uh, Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick now have nine wins combined. Uh, so we're halfway through the season. Um, the only other... Guys with wins are Joey Logano, Martin Truex Jr., Clint Boyer, and Austin Dillon. So we have six winners in 13 races, 13 races to go. I doubt we're going to see 10 new winners, you know, in the second half of the season. It's just not that type of season. Yeah. So it's looking like the rest of the playoff spots are going to be most likely based on points. You know, I see, I see like maybe a couple more guys getting multiple wins, maybe a couple of new winners here and there, but it's not, it's not going to be like last season where there was, we thought there was going to be 16 different winners going into the right, playoffs. NASCAR is so terrible because nobody, all the same guys always win. Not like we almost filled up the entire playoff bracket with winners just last season. <laughs> yeah. We forget already. I'm sorry, you're having two past champions have like a monumental. This is like a. Oh, he's not. A, this is like a DW type, like Dale Earnhardt type battle for a championship this year. Like, just nobody yeah. else is on that level right now. I think we was, think Paul Menard's going to all of a sudden like get it together and like make a run for the championship. Like, it's just not happening. No, I think it was uh, NBC posted something. Daniel Suarez. I mean, I could see him maybe getting a win. Uh, he will be. I totally cut you off there. That's okay. <laughs> I was just trying to tease with some with some guys. Sure, there's going to be some guys. I can see Dan Suarez getting a win and being in the playoffs. But I, the champion this season is going to be either Kevin Harvick or Kyle, Kyle Busch. Bush. Yeah. Um, so NBC was basically comparing this season to. Uh, I forget which season. Some of them in the 60s. Uh, it was Richard Petty and Kelly Arbro both had uh, four-plus wins in the first uh, 13 races of the season. 
Okay. For like the first half of the season. So, um, yeah, like you said, it's definitely going to be Kyle Busch or Kevin Harvick. I mean, it's really all about the playoff points now. You got to win the stages. And our playoff system allows for a guy like Brad Keselowski or Martin Truex Jr. to find themselves in that last race to be there there and at this point, like, steal a championship. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only other news story, it's not really big news, the Xfinity Series is, again, running that aero package that they ran at Indy last season at Pocono this weekend, uh, which the Cup Series also did in the uh, the All-Star Race. Which I thought was pretty impressive. I know you saw it was t- before the show, you weren't too keen about it. No, uh, especially at mile and a halfs. I do not want to see pack racing with these restricted plates. The, like the whole thing with the air ducts and like that, that that's cool to make the, the wake of the car a little bit bigger and allow passing. But I don't know. I'm just not into stage racing at mile and a half or uh, sorry, uh, pack stage racing. racing with stage, <laughs> stage racing with, with pack racing at a mile and a half. Now, I mean, Pocono is a little bit different. It, you know, we always say it runs like a road course, but you know, it's all, you know, so I know it's not a popular opinion, but I love Pocono. I like watching races yeah. at Pocono. I think the drivers have to work it there. It's unique. It's like a throwback to other other racetracks. It's just a unique type of track, unlike anything else that we go to. And I'm I like I like watching races there. And uh, it's an old school circuit still. You know, like we've yeah. been going there for decades now. Yeah. And I think it'd be, it, even Pocono would be criminal ever decide to take a race away from Pocono. Yeah, I mean, I kind of go back and forth. Sometimes I really like Pocono. Other times I'm just like a little bored of it. Um, I do like that they're, I think really they're the only independent promoter on the circuit, right? Everything else. Martinsville. Is that, that's not ISC? No. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so I like that, that they're an independent promoter of the track. Um, You know, but we go to Pocono twice about a month apart, yeah, which is very a strange. Too close, you know. I know it's summer, so you got to get those northeast I, races in when you can, right? Yeah, you know? we said this in the past, just like I mentioned earlier, that stage lengths could be unimaginative. So is the scheduling. I'm sure there's a lot to sort out when they're coming and the deals with the tracks. And I don't know the details of the current structure of the deals with NASCAR and the tracks right now, but it's time to start thinking about. Make, Poconos, like I said, should never be off the schedule. But maybe this year they have two races, next year they have one. Mm. And another track has two that would normally have one. Or a track that had one, we don't go to this year. And then the year after that, we go to once. Yeah, I've mentioned that in the past before. Having a rotating schedule, I think, would would be good for NASCAR. Because then you can go to some of these tracks in the southeast that you abandoned. You know, you could go back to... Um, Rockingham, you could go back to North Wilkesboro, um, you know, or you can go to Nashville, you know, like you can bring right. in these new tracks and, and have... it might even sell it better to the crowds because, oh, that North Wilkesboro race was awesome. Yeah. Not that I don't think they'll ever be able to fix that track up again, but, but all these tracks are owned by the same people. So even if you skip a race at a track one year, that race will probably go to another track that's owned by ISC or, or um, Speedway Motorsports, you know? So are they really going to lose money by rotating their tracks every year? Staffing at the facilities and 
getting it ready for all the fans and to come, yeah. the parking and, and all that. I'm sure there's a lot of money yeah. has to be spent on race weekend. And unfortunately, some of these tracks fallen into disrepair. Well, uh, I mean, they bought Arca, so if they were to ever go to a rotating schedule, then you could say, "Hey, Arca is going to go to this track this year when the Cup Series isn't." You know, like something like that. Yeah, right? yeah. exactly. Uh, that's a, a, definitely a possibility, and it's it's time to move off the model. And Sunday's race kind of proved it a little further. I'm never going to sit here and say that I'm not. I'm going to stop watching racing because I love it. And I, w- I want to see each week what happens and what develops as the season goes on. But, man, I, like I said, I was up watching a lot of racing on Sunday. But towards the end, I was uh, I was even saying, I was like, come on, let's uh, let's wrap this up. Come on, Kyle. Can yeah. you drive any faster? <laughs> let's go. Um, I think this is going to be a, a good weekend at Pocono, though. You know, obviously going into it, Ryan Blaney won here last year, so... You know, maybe looking to repeat. Um, and he's had a bunch of tough starts lately also. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like I said, I feel like, I like I said, I go in and out with Pocono. I'm kind of looking forward to Pocono this year. Me too. And Saturday's race has a lot to, good or bad, it's just you wait to see what's going to happen. Yeah. And how it's all going to play out. Yeah. So let's look ahead to this weekend yeah. and see what we have in store. There's a bunch of races coming up this weekend. Uh, the ARCA series is actually at Pocono on Friday. Uh, so their race is right after cup qualifying. Uh, the K&N Pro East series is on Saturday, June 2nd. They're at Memphis International Raceway. And the Wheel of Modified Tour is back uh, this weekend, Saturday, June 2nd, at Seekonk Speedway. IMSA, the WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, the Detroit, Detroit Grand Prix, the MotoGP, the Italian Grand Prix at the Mugello Circuit. I'll be going upstate to hang with some of my friends and watch that race. That's always a super fun race. A lot of guys getting in the strip slipstream. And I noticed that the Isle of Man has started. In Ireland, the TT. Okay. Have you ever watched that? Nope. Oh, my goodness. Go on YouTube tonight, mm-hmm. and if you're listening, when the show's over, go on YouTube, <laughs> check out the Isle of Man. It's a street race, motorcycle street race, okay. around what islands in Ireland, Ooh, and it is a thrilling and deadly race. It's a real test of will fortitude and guts all right to win that race we've done Check in multiple stages uh the most treacherous and scariest looking thing uh which would get a real quick no from me <laughs> is the sidecar races and just yeah. being the passenger in that yeah. thing as this guy is just whipping getting air going over these bumps trees and even crazier than that even the fans just standing there on the side of the road Looking, peering in, trying to get right, a view yeah, of what's coming. Right, and they're peering over, and these bikes are just going right by. <laughs> but there's some horrific clips of guys going over cliffs and like down hills and things like that. Uh, oh, 
My goodness, the Isle of Man, TT, 2018. It started. Right. It's going all the way until next weekend, so check it out. All right, I'll look out forward to that. As I said, the Cup Series is at Pocono this weekend. Friday is qualifying at 4.15 on FS2. That's great. I don't think anybody puts their qualifying picks in our league. No, <laughs> I've forgotten the last couple of weeks, uh, so make sure you do that. I don't even think I get FS2, so I don't know how I'm going to watch that. You Although don't. I never really watch qualifying. I mean, it's 4.15. I'm going to be at work. Qualifying. I actually was thinking about qualifying this week also because I went and you could say, hey, well, Matt, it, there's no race on on Sunday. Monaco is pretty much comes down to qualifying on Saturday. But it's thrilling. These guys are looking for room on the racetrack. They're changing tires. They're trying. And you can run a faster lap. You can make up some time in a corner. A single stage qualifying for the cup guys. I'm glad that they're doing this, but at the same time, I, I think. That, and after watching the indie qualifying, where they do the average of a few laps, like mm. I, I almost think that that's where we got to go. Yeah, instead like, of the elimination, just like one hot thing? lap. Yeah. Well, keep the elimination, but be, it's like a three lap average that you have. Oh, to instead run. of doing a time thing where like yeah. they never go out until the last two minutes anyway. Right. And because the way the tires are and the heavy stock cars, you run one good lap, and most of the time your second lap's not nearly, right. nearly So it's as sort good. of a hybrid of the old way of doing it with the elimination stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, but it's like you got to run and get like a three-lap average or something like that and maybe do an elimination over two rounds and then perhaps in the last round do a one-lap time trial or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, and, and just get like that, your, your top 10. Right. I don't know. Just something's got to spice it up a little bit because. Yeah. Because. So on did Saturday. <laughs> Wait, time out. <laughs> did, I leave, did I leave you hanging there? Yeah. Uh, Saturday, like we said, is the Xfinity series uh, at Pocono. Yes, Their is. race is on at 1 o'clock on FS1. The Pocono Green 250, recycled by J.P. Mascaro. I don't know where they come up with these names for these Xfinity because. races. What? Because. Because. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that should be an exciting race. Like we said, with the, the aero package that they're running, um, that should be pretty exciting. And then the big show on Sunday, Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series, Pocono 400, 2 o'clock on FS1. Are you going? Going to the race? Yeah. No, I'm not going to the race. <laughs> it's right there, though. In Pocono, po- Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just like a hop, skip, and a jump. <laughs> um, now, I have an um, engagement party on Saturday. Oh, how So sweet. I don't think I'm going to make it to the race. <laughs> I'm not going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> because. Because. <laughs> <laughs> because the show is over. I mean, we haven't done our head-to-head picks in a while. I have no idea who I even have well, left. I, uh, we we kind of briefly talked about this a couple of weeks ago. The head-to-head thing really wasn't working out, I thought, so much. So in what I was thinking, perhaps we just wait till the midpoint of the season. We'll pick it up again in Daytona and then run a new thing where we had to see who scores like the least amount of points. And we'll do like a half way point to the end type okay. of thing. All right. Sounds interesting. Yeah. And then maybe that turns into a new debris in turn three 
side game or something like that. Sort mm-hmm. of like there are wave around his league, which has been yeah. very tight lately. Yeah. Very, very tight. You've been doing terrible in it. <laughs> yeah. It's like that sophomore slump, you know? Yeah, after the championship, the defending champ yeah. is having a hard time. But there's still a whole segment and a half left to go there and playoff points to be had, and you never know. You yep. still always come back. Never know. Chase Elliott's not quitting. He's coming back at Pocono thinking that he could win. It's not going to happen. <laughs> but he thinks he could win. I think he's going to get the win this weekend at Pocono. Chase Elliott? Yep. Just like his buddy Ryan Blaney got his first win last season, Chase yep. Elliott's going to get his first win. And I think uh, was I think I saw this last year at Pocono was Bubba Wallace's cup debut. Yes, right? it was. So, I mean, it's, it's a... It's a big track for firsts, so... It is. Uh, I hate to burst everybody's bubble, but I'm going to put my psychic NASCAR cap on here and say that the winner is going to be the driver of the number four Ford and Kevin Harvick. I thought you were going to say the 11 of Denny Hamlin. Because he's pretty good at this track. He is pretty good at this track. I just think that the type of season that these two guys are having and after how strong Harvick was early in the race... And he had that problem. He's going to have that chip on his shoulder type of uh, angry Kevin Harvick type of mm. thing. Yeah. And you know, after oh, and he came in second last year too. And he did come in second, Blaney. Yeah. Right, trying to chase down Ryan Blaney, so he can get around Pocono. Um, listen, I don't know. Did the intern give the stats here? Are there <laughs> any past winners? Did he win? This guy's getting fired. Yeah. And he makes the coffee's terrible too. <laughs> it's in a red, white, and blue can that says Budweiser on it. <laughs> I'm quickly looking up the Pocono 400 on um, on the Wikipedia, and it looks like past winners include 2017 Ryan Blaney, Kurt Busch in 2016, Martin Truex Jr. in 2015, Dale Earnhardt Jr. 2014, Jimmy Johnson 2013, Joey Logano in 2012, and then Jeff Gordon. Denny Hamlin, actually, his last win here was 2010. So it's been a while. It has been a while. There have been 80 previous races at Pocono Speedway. Do you know who won the first? Yep. (laughs) Because I'm looking at it. (laughs) Yep. I think it might have been Bobby Allison. That is incorrect. Oh. First cup... uh, According to RacingReference.info, first cup race August 4th, 1974, won by none other than the king, Richard Petty. Yeah, 1982. Yeah, that... Definitely not No, early no. enough. Yeah, no. I was going to say, we've been racing at Pocono since the 70s. Let's see. One from the pole. Last time, Kyle Busch, last season. I wanted to see how many times there's one from the pole. Fewest laps led by a race winner. Two. Matt Kenseth in 2015. Wow. wow. Hmm. Well, now as we're just both yeah, reading... <laughs> The internet fact sheets about Pocono <laughs> Raceway. Perhaps this is a good point to uh, end this week's episode of Debris and Turn 3 Fancast. I think so. So, Dan. Yes. From Brooklyn. We'll say adios and see you next time. Bye. Enjoy the race from Pocono. Bye. <laughs>